Now, if you know me even a little bit, and I'm sure if you've listened to the line change, Fox Sports The Gamble, presented by Cure Auto Insurance. My name is John Jansen. You know, I'm a big wrestling fan. I have already taken off Monday. My next guest has taken off Friday and Monday. So you won't be hearing the line change next Monday because, well, <clears throat> it's Mania Week! Yeah, that's right. WrestleMania, and it's my favorite week of the year. Um, I know the Masters is this week. I love the Masters, and I love how excited my friends on the program, Chris Exushin, Cena Jad, they're so excited for it, and I, I, I love it. It's great. I will not be watching a lick of the Masters. Uh, I will be strictly watching independent wrestling, NXT, WWE, and we always said on this show, on this program, uh, the action, if there's, if you can wager on it, we're going to talk about it. Or if you can put action on it, we're going to talk about it. And guess what? You can actually put some action on wrestling. DraftKings partnered with WWE, so that means I have a great excuse to talk wrestling, especially this time of year. And joining me right now, the Dr. Glatt, regrow your hairline. Dr. Paul Glatt, Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. Visit drglatt.com. It is Nick Bacone. You have probably heard and seen him a lot around the socials and even um, us mentioning him. He does a lot behind the scenes here for us. But also, he has uh, a great podcast as well to talk wrestling, the straight Shooters podcast, which you can follow at Shooters Radio, and then does a lot of work for PhillyInfluencer.com. First of all, Nick, uh, Vinny Velo, are, are you on the Vinny Velo bandwagon again? I got to start there with the Phillies question because Vince Velasquez just struck out the side and he's about to strike out his fourth straight batter. That's all it took for me. I'm back on the bandwagon. You're back. Seeing that ball move, man, and seeing him strike out the side, I'm back. <laughs> well, that curveball is nasty, right? Like, how can you? You can't deny that movement. Uh, the changeup looked phenomenal. Like, you can't. It, it's hard to deny that, you know. So uh, it, that's all it took, though. It took one really good-looking curveball and a few good-looking changeups for you to go. Yep, uh, he's back. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not too sure because he just walked the lead off that. Oh, but, come on! He was about to strike him out too. <laughs> um. So yeah, Phillies. They're down two to one. This is where they have to go deep into their bullpen. Obviously, Vince Velasquez, this is his first appearance this season. Uh, so because of Matt Moore not going deep, Chase Anderson not going very deep, uh, the back end of the rotation is when you kind of test the depth of the Phillies' bullpen, and they're going to be tested tonight uh, with Vince Velasquez on the mound, and we'll see who they go to. No Jose Alvarado. Uh, but let's get away from the Phillies. Uh, I will update real quick Sixers and Flyers games. Sixers up 59-46, started the third quarter. And the Bruins and Flyers are locked into a 2-2 tie, 15 minutes left in the third period. But I want to get straight into, now we have DraftKings pools for NXT TakeOver Events. So NXT TakeOver, it is called Stand and Deliver. There's two nights of it, and we are going to be talking and going real quick through both nights. Uh, first, Nick, I want to start off with uh, the the DraftKings WWE partnership and uh, just your, your thoughts on that. Like, this is obviously 
got to be a great thing for WWE and the direction that they had to have been heading to all along. I mean, to, to be able to go into something like DraftKings and for people to be involved in it in, in many different ways, that, that had to have been just a no-brainer move for WWE. Yeah, and I remember a few years ago, I think even you mentioned to me that they used to do this uh, quite like a couple of years ago for big events, and that was like really before I got into the DraftKings and before, uh, you know, like sports betting. And now that I'm fully into it, I was looking for all these odds for, you know, WWE events, let alone like AEW and other wrestling events, and I couldn't find them at all. And they were all like overseas. They were like offshore book. Uh, sports books and that, <laughs> that wasn't as fun but now that with DraftKings uh, partnering with WWE in the United States it makes it a lot easier and a lot more fun uh, to talk about it more consistently yes and it's definitely more consistently here and the prize pool is $1,000 for each it's a zero dollar entry I mean I'll just say this like the I the last poll I got into I, I think it was a show a couple months ago I ended up getting a few dollars from it and using that money to place a bet on a game, and I was able to, to turn that into a bit of an investment. So you do get some money out of this, especially if you do well, and I think it was the Royal Rumble because I called a lot of those picks right, and um, yeah, I even got Edge winning the Rumble right. Just want to put that it out is. there. Alright, so you know what? It's it's almost like going with the sports wagering wizard Mark Drumheller, and which I'll do at 9.30, 9.35, and ask him hey, what are your picks for this weekend? Um, Nick Bacone, what are your picks for this weekend? We'll start with the NXT Tag Team Championships, MSK, GYV, Grizzled Young Vets, and Legado del Fantasma. Um, who do you have in this uh, this triple threat match? And there's a lot of... These are all prop bets, basically, which is all so much fun. So just go, go through all the prop bets, too, while you're doing it. Uh, is it going to be over 15-minute matches? Or it's 15 and a half the line is set at. This is amazing, by the way. Which team will be pinned or submitted? Uh, as you're going through some of those prop bets, which ones do you like for uh, the NXT Tag Team Championship match? I... Uh, I don't know if these are, uh, you know, organized by already, like, organized by what match is going to go first or whatever, but I could actually see the NXT tag team match. Going first, up. always. I love when they, they start the show with it. Always do. Yeah, and that would absolutely be over 15 and a half minutes, so I would, I would bet the over for that one. And uh, when, when we talk MSK, Grizzly Young Veterans and Legato Del Fantasma, I'm going, like, with this, it's tough, but I'm going MSK. MSK is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're new. They, I know them mainly from Impact Wrestling when they were the Rascals, but uh, I love what they've been doing. And I think there's a reason they came to NXT. I, I think it's an investment in NXT, and that's what they're going to do, especially on WrestleMania weekend. You know, like WrestleMania week leading up uh, to this. I mean, they're two nights kind of piggybacking off the WrestleMania two nights, so. MSK, this is their moment. Yeah, which team do you think will be pinned or submitted? Since I think MSK is going to win, they're out. But uh, I, I'd probably go with uh, Del Fantasma. I think they will. Grizzle Young Vets, I know. Uh, they've been getting quite the push, so I think they end up uh, kind of not taking the pin here. Uh, and then also, if you want to, to piggyback off of that, how many tags do you think into the match as well? i got to say under 17.5. There's not a lot of tags uh, in tag yeah. team wrestling anymore. <laughs> no, not at all. Not even... Uh... I actually think NXT is more traditional tag team wrestling in the sense of 
uh, working your opponent, you know, splitting the ring and all that stuff. They focus more on that, whereas in AEW, it's more like double team moves and just high impact action nonstop. Uh, but for that, yeah, under 17 and a half, I would I would agree with that, and definitely uh, feel like Legato Del Fantasma takes the pin, or submits. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah, we, we gotta go under. Like, that's an easy under for me. The under 17 and yeah. a half tags in a match. It just doesn't happen anymore. And this is more going to be like, uh, like there's almost no rules in, in terms of they're likely just going to, uh, be full, seamlessly going in and out of the ring without really tagging too much. Uh, so I'm gonna take the under 17 and a half. Who will walk out of NXT TakeOver as the NXT Women's Champion? And oh my god, total pinfall attempts. Nick, this is Cool is all crap. I I was very close to saying cool is all s uh, because this is awesome. This is we're basically betting prop bets on NXT right now. Uh, NXT Takeover. We're talking with Nick Bacone uh, at Nick Bacone on Twitter. Straight Shooters Podcast. Fox Sports to Gamble presented by Curado Insurance. We're making our picks for NXT Takeover. Uh, so uh, I I want to go through all of those who will walk out as women's champion. Total pinfall attempts and total combined finishers hit in this matchup. That is so cool. Well, I'll definitely take the over the finishers because uh, oh, absolutely <laughs> have to. Yeah. It's, you always take the over when it comes to finishers in NXT, but uh, I'm, there's nobody that's. I think maybe last year the NXT Takeover in your house was like the last time I, I bet against Io Shirai. I'm just not comfortable doing that until someone actually beats her. And there's no one that stands out to me that's come and challenged her that actually makes me think she's going to lose to them. So I'm always going to take Io Shirai to retain uh, that women. Oh, really? I, I'm actually going Raquel yeah. Gonzalez here. I think. Yeah. Do you think Io Shirai might drop it just to go up to the main roster, or we kind of already seen I mean, that too yeah. much with Ripley it, and Blair? Sure, absolutely possible, but uh, there's been very few people. I think uh, even Brock Lesnar a few years ago when he was champion, I'd never bet against him just because like, he kept winning, kept winning, <laughs> kept the title until he finally lost it. I even bet against him when he actually lost it. That's how, like, they booked him, and that's kind of how I do, even in NXT, how they book certain champions. And I think Io Shirai, that is her to me. And uh, what about the total pinfall attempts? That's got to be over, too, right? Because there's going to be a bunch uh, of yeah. lazy pinfalls probably in the beginning. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I, especially, like, I, I've seen a... Six and a half finishers, and yeah, there could be. Exactly. There definitely could be. And we've seen a lot. Like, I, I love it in the Bailey and Sasha matches where they, they do kind of consecutively a bunch of pins over and over again. And I could certainly maybe see that. The tough part is, is that Raquel Gonzalez is, is considered, um, uh, kind of a, a monster type figure in the women's division. And so maybe we don't see as many pins from her or that kind of finesse in this match could be a little bit shorter. Uh, so that would be the only thing. But yeah, I would, I would have to go over on that as well. I think Io Shirai definitely gets an L offense in to say uh, so to speak that you know we'll likely see some pinfalls from her and this match does last you know about 10-15 minutes uh, so moving on from the women's match this is night one NXT TakeOver uh, also Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez match length. This is actually the last one to pick. Um, there's, I don't think that it's, it's the full card, so you're not picking every match. You're just picking all of the props for, I think, the two biggest matches. So Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez match length over or under 15 and a half minutes. That's actually tough for me because I, you made a good point when you know Raquel Gonzalez is a monster. It could actually be a quick match and 
telling a certain story, almost like that Brock Lesnar squash at John Cena at SummerSlam, where that I think that only was like ten minutes, maybe not even. That was the main event, so uh, I could see this being under, but I think my gut feeling is telling me over right now, just because it's the women's championship and uh, under fifteen and a half minutes just kind of doesn't sit well with me right now as we're talking. Uh, I think they need more of a showcase, and I think that would be at least 20 minutes. Yeah, so uh, it's tough. You know, I'm going to go the under 15 and a half, because if I'm going Raquel Gonzalez, that also means I have to go with... I I have to go with the under there. So I'm going to stick with kind of my guns here on it, and I'm going to submit my entry. This is great. I'm Nick. I don't know if you notice this. I'm having a lot of fun, probably way too much fun, and we're having a lot of fun with Nick Pacone right now on the Dr. Glatt Regrow Your Hairline Straight Shooters podcast, and they have a bunch of WrestleMania retrospective. Go back and check out old WrestleManias and uh, go through and and kind of review the show and, you know, how things went uh, in a WrestleMania back in the day. It's a lot of fun. Straight Shooters podcast. They've been doing it for a long time, and I actually knew Nick before we even really talked, or before I went on the Gambler Philly Influencer, because um, I saw Nick's wrestling stuff. So I think he is one of the best Twitter followers when it comes to wrestling, and you should be following him at Nick Pacone on Twitter. All right, now we're moving into night two of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. I'm hoping, I was really hoping they would have Poppy props. Uh, Poppy is a, like, uh, a an artist, a musical artist that would be performing at NXT, and I was hoping that there would be some kind of props on that performance, like there is with the uh, Super Bowl and halftime performances. But maybe, uh, maybe I'm getting a little bit too ahead of myself with the props here. Uh, we're about to get a first of all first weapon use prop very soon, and I can't wait to go over that. But let's start out with the simple one: Who will leave NXT Takeover as champion? The props we have on it: total pinfall attempts over under six and a half. And the last finisher used in the match. Man. That is great. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the hardest one. That is definitely the hardest one. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we know Karrion Cross won the title months ago, but then got hurt in that match, in that same match, actually. So, I don't know. I just have a feeling they put it back on him to kind of get that second run uh though like i'm a big finn balor fan he he's like he is nxt so uh, i don't know where he would go from there but i do think cross uh wins the title back i'll go over the total pinfall attempts if any if six and a half right now and for me a main event title match i'm thinking at least like eight nine ten pinfall attempts because you the lead up to it in the beginning and the middle of the match, but then the end of the match always seems to have the most pinfall attempts. So to me, I think that easily adds up to over six and a half. And I would, I would say the, maybe the cross jacket would be the the last finisher. Yeah. I think, I think we're kind of on the same, same page here. Now, if it was Finn Balor, uh, what finisher do you think he would use? Obviously he's been using the coup de de gras uh, for the most part of his career, but he's kind of changed up a bit, hasn't he? He has, but I, I think that's kind of like when we're doing a show like NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, that would probably be like his best bet because I think everyone kind of knows him for that. You might have casual fans tuning in uh, that night. It's not going head-to-head with Dynamite, so if it's on Thursday on like USA and I think it's streaming on Peacock too. It might just be on Peacock, 
I don't know, but uh, you get that coup de grace. It's so much different than anything else that he could do. That's just one of the amazing finishers you see. You got to get hyped for it, unlike you would. Yeah, there is a certain excitement around it, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess climbing the top rope and uh, there's there is some kind of excitement about it, right? That kind and of. I always I always think he's gonna like miss. <laughs> he never does. But there's always that chance. So this uh, this is the last prop for that. Will Scarlett, who is the manager for Karrion Cross, uh, will Scarlett get physically involved in the Cross Baylor match? I have to say yes to that, right? I have to say there's got to be a slap in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that would. That does make sense. My gut feeling tells me yes, but I could also see if they have Cameron Cross winning, they they don't want that, you know, shady finish or shady shenanigans. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. I could definitely that. That's what I'm actually going to go no here, uh, just because uh, I think Cross is going to win and kind of win almost in Lesnar-like fashion, but not as big of a squash. So this is going to be my favorite. This might be the main event, right? Kyle O'Reilly and Adam I Cole. Think it might be, yeah, yeah. I, I think it has to be uh, because these two were in a tag team called uh, Undisputed Era. They broke up, and now, of course, this is probably. I mean, this is the new, and I, I don't know if uh, how many wrestling fans could even go back and watch NXT or, or know this feud. But Johnny Gargano and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. This ha- kind of has that feeling, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, I think Gargano Champ is like my favorite feud within the last like decade, uh, just based off the their series of matches in NXT, and then they feuded again with like the roles reversed. You know, like Champa was the bad guy, and then he was the good guy, and Gargano was always the good guy, and then he was the bad guy. I, I love that dynamic, and I'm a sucker for that in professional wrestling. Yes, <laughs> you, you have a great story, and you can tell it in a great way and then flip the roles and make it make sense. I'm a sucker for that. So that's one of my favorite feuds, uh, probably of all time, but definitely my favorite within the last decade. Yeah, for sure. And we might get another kind of feud here that would be great. So, uh, you know, I'll start, I'll leave the, the winner at the end, and I want to go through some of the props. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Total announcer tables broken. It's set at a half. It's the total. Over or under a half of tables broken. That's got to be the over. Absolutely the over. Yeah, oh, easy. I don't remember how many they have set up uh, for TV. (laughs) at right side, but they'll they'll find another one if they need it, but definitely take the over there. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Um, will O'Reilly versus Cole leave ringside? That's actually tough. I don't. I don't know if they will. So basically, I guess go into uh, the crowd, quote unquote, so to speak. I don't know if they do. Yeah, I, I guess they could even go backstage. Uh, you know, they're in the performance center, so they've done that before. I think they did that with Edge and Randy Orton. Right? Yes. Yeah. Center for backlash. So now they've done it before. They know how to shoot it, camera wise. So. Yeah, I'll say they definitely leave right side. Okay, you're going to go yes. Uh, actually, I'm going to go no. I'll go no on that. I'll, I'll try and be a little bit different. Now, this is the, the best prop I've ever seen in my entire life, sporting event or WWE event. Um, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole, first weapon used. Uh, we have chair, table, ladder, kendo stick, trash can slash trash lid, or other... <laughs> 
It's phenomenal. I, mean, I just wonder what the other could be. Yeah, I, I was just trying to think that too. Is it like the pliers, like Triple H does the try has used pliers <laughs> recently, like a number of times? Uh, screwdriver we've seen, but I don't think they have gauges that you can put a screwdriver in. Uh, I I think the easy one is kendo stick, right? That definitely stood out to me, and that would I would go with that as my first pick out of all the others. But since they have other here. There's something that makes me just think Ooh. they will have. They could have something else. It, it that could become the story in the match that maybe both guys use during the course of the match. And I don't know if it'll be a chair, a kendo stick, a table, a ladder, or a trash can. Those are kind of like the uh, the best of the best when it comes to these types of matches. And uh, I don't know. I'm going to go with other, and I, I don't know a specific thing that it could be, but. I've well, you know, these guys always get creative. Like, these guys definitely are, are really all over the place when it comes to creativeness and being able to come up with crazy spots. Uh, so other might be a good one. People could technically be a weapon, right? Right. If I were to set odds on, like, what the top two favorites would be, it's probably a chair or kendo stick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm going to go... I'll go kendo stick. I think they can have a, a nice kendo stick fight to start this match. Uh, that'll be that'll be good. Uh, and then the last one, who will win the unsanctioned match, Kyle O'Reilly or Adam Cole? I kind of went back and forth on this. I originally thought Adam Cole, but now it's like, well, Kyle O'Reilly kind of needs a win because he lost to Finn Balor a few times. Well, do you think? I, I think if Kyle O'Reilly, if you think he's going to win, that means you think this this is going to extend further. Like they're going to have more yeah. O'Reilly and and uh, Cole matches. Yeah, this is like the first one, unless I completely missed an episode of TV and they did it before uh, the last you know few months. But I definitely think this is like when you're breaking up a group like the Undisputed Era, you know, you kind of need that story that continues of like. And I think NXT is the perfect place for that because they allow those stories to materialize. And I wouldn't be as confident if they were on the main roster and this was happening. But with NXT, they tend they like to tell stories more. They're they're going to move to Tuesdays after WrestleMania. But they're going to stay two hours. So I have, I just have a feeling they're going to continue what they're doing now, and that includes extending the storyline of the Undisputed Era. Like I don't know how. I, you could probably drag it out till the summer. Yeah, for, for sure. Just based on the history this whole group has together. There's even another one. Uh, did you see the well, Roddy, Roderick Strong or Bobby Fish get physically involved? That's right at the bottom. Uh, absolutely. Because, like, this is four men who were together for so long that... They're all involved in the story, most, basically. This isn't just the yeah. story for, of those two. Right. It might be the most famous group in NXT history at this point. So you, you, you do that. You do the slow burn with all these guys feuding within, and then you go from there. So, yeah, I, I go Kyle O'Reilly. I love it. Uh, Nick, I, I hope this continues and uh, we, we get more of this. I mean, to get totals on some of these matches and props on it is fantastic, and that means we're going to be doing this a lot more. Thanks for coming on today, and uh, and hopefully, again, we're, we're able to uh, to to get some of this again because this is uh, this is fantastic, and uh, we'll definitely be hearing from you WrestleMania for our WrestleMania preview special uh, on Friday. But thanks for joining me tonight and chatting some NXT. It was a ton of fun. 
Man, thanks for having me, and I can't wait to dive back into this stuff. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Pacone, uh, at Nick Pacone Straight Shooters Podcast is where you can follow their podcast, and Nick Pacone, Vaughn Johnson uh, as well. But how amazing is that? I mean, it's it's a free 1K pool prize uh, event for NXT TakeOver Night 1 and 2. And basically, you're... you're Picking player props, I mean, so to speak. Total pinfalls, first weapon used in matches. Uh, it's all pretty incredible stuff, and uh, I-, I can't wait to really dive deeper into it with him at WrestleMania or for our WrestleMania preview on Friday as well. All right, 